0: Welcome to WidowCast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Filomena. I'm the best selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Welcome back, my podcast family. I'm so happy to be here with an episode for you because I just had huge inspiration from my students, my clients, my followers um uh, just so much stuff i want to share with you guys it's going to take several episodes so we've got some we've got some ideas going here to be talking to you all about i'm also going to begin sharing with you on this podcast lots of stories and backgrounds from widows who have taken my widow coaching class and become certified widow coaches and what that class maybe changed for them and what they're doing now. Um, I want to be able to talk to some of the members of my online subscription membership to find out how things that they've learned in the membership may have made a difference to them. Um, So that all of you can be inspired by hearing how some of this has changed people and i not people widows and i love that i love being able to inspire widows Um, and i know there's a lot of you who like you hear about my online subscription membership and you're on the fence you're like is it worth doing that is it really like is there going to be community and camaraderie in there why can't i just get that elsewhere and You know, I want you to hear what it's all about. So we'll be doing that in the future on this too. But today, today's episode, you know, I was really struggling with what I wanted to name this episode because it's more than just decision-making. And I think I've talked about decision-making before on this process. And that's certainly part of this. Part of this is like being able to bounce things off of other people, especially if you were used to bouncing things off your spouse, right, before you did them. Um, But really, I think what it comes down to is looking for permission, without giving ourselves permission, okay? And let me go deeper into that for you because it sounds like a really obvious thing right up front, right? I know, but it's not as obvious as you might think. Um, And this first kind of came up for me because in the widow coaches class, that's the course where... Um, Widows can come through and become certified widow coaches. You learn coaching tools to work with other widows and help them pick up the pieces. These coaching tools are also amazing when you apply them in your own life. Just because you become a certified coach doesn't mean you've got everything fixed, right? Um, Your mind is kind of like doing the laundry. You don't do it once and then never have to do it again. So when you're looking at your own thinking and beliefs, it's kind of an ongoing process. I'm a certified professional coach. I've been a coach for most of my life. I still self-coach all the time. It's constant growth, you know? Um, But anyway, in that class, I do have the students begin coaching each other a little bit. So they begin getting their feet wet in working with a client, right? Each week they pair off with a different classmate and they get to coach their classmate for like just, you know, a real short session and their classmate coaches them on anything that they're dealing with. Um, and then they can get feedback on their coaching, and they also get to know their classmates. You know, that's the really cool part. Everybody gets to bond and gets really kind of open and vulnerable with each other because they're coaching each other. So anyway, um, one of my students, Kristen, was being coached, and, um, yes, she gave me permission to share her story. (laughs) So thank you so much, Kristen. She said, you know, if it helps somebody else, of course so um that's what i'm doing when um her classmate said hey what do you want to be coached on today and she said you know i I am in, in our house are, we've been in this place. We had been in this place for quite a while when my husband passed away. So it's getting older and the appliances are kind of like they need replacing. They're on their last leg. She's not feeling real confident about it. And, you know, she has a concern that like, you know, what if my refrigerator goes out? What if my hot water heater goes out and then I have no hot water until I can get somebody in here and I don't even really get to shop for hot water heaters because you know how it is when your hot water heater goes out, you're like, just bring me something, please. (laughs) Right. So she said she had been thinking about like just replacing all of her appliances. You know, she has the means to do this, but she, her concern was like, she felt like this is really extravagant to just go replace everything at once all my kitchen appliances my hot water heater um, and you know she was saying do you think I'm being extravagant does it sound extravagant to you Um, and her classmate was kind of coaching her around it but when I was listening to their coaching to give feedback you know that was my first impression and I told her coach I said do did you hear that? It's like she was a- just asking you for permission to do the thing that she knew was right to do. <laughs> it's, it's kind of how it was. Um, so, yeah, here's the thing we find it hard to make those kind of decisions on our own, right? Because we used to bounce the ideas off our husbands. And what we were really getting from doing that was permission, right? Like, even if it was a purchase that wasn't going to totally affect his life, like you weren't changing out the sofa or his favorite chair, maybe you were trying to decide if you should, you know, spend money to go to some local class and you wanted to bounce the idea off of him. And he would say, of course, of course, honey, you know, yeah, babe, you take the money, you go do that, that's going to be great for you. And then you were like, awesome, you know, he's down with it. Well, we don't have that anymore. We don't have them there to bounce these ideas off of. We don't have them there to kind of give us permission to do something for ourselves, especially when it's something for ourselves, right? I mean, if something in our house breaks, we're faced with an immediate decision and we might struggle with that decision a little bit, but it's not like something that we would have, Really wanted to have permission for because if it's broken, it's broken. You have to do something, right? So, but in this case, she was really missing having her husband there. So, as widows, I think we need to learn how to give ourselves permission. Permission for a lot of different things. And it's not something that comes natural to us because. We've always had that other person in our life to not in agreement. So, you know, here's the thing. Is there something that you have wanted to do that felt like it was just extravagant? You know, like, is this too extravagant? I want to buy those earrings. They have special meaning for me. And they're like a real piece of jewelry. They're not at Target, right? You're looking at a real piece of jewelry and you're thinking, I struggle right now to make sure I stay within my budget. Those have so much meaning for me. You know, they would just mean so much, but it's extravagant for me to spend like, you know, $150 or $200 on a pair of earrings. Can you give yourself permission? Of course you can. Here's the criteria, okay? This is the criteria I've always used for almost every decision I make. Do I like my reasons for doing it? Why do I want to do that? Kristen, for her appliances, had excellent reasons to want to do that. I think she really liked her reasons Right? It's like they're old, they're on their last legs. I don't want to have to deal with it if something just breaks down and stops working. I would rather just get every recognize these things are all 15 years old. I probably should replace them. I think that's a real good reason, and I think she liked that reason too. She's like, I'm going to sleep better at night just knowing I'm not worried about the hot water heater giving up on me. Okay, or I think she mentioned weird noises coming from the kitchen, (laughs) which makes me laugh. I identify with that, I know. I had never had an ice maker before until I moved, and I had to get used to the idea that that thing's going to (laughs) go several times a day, and I'd be like, what's that, what's that? It's the ice maker. Um, So if you like your reasons and you're real clean about your reasons, right, I felt like when I was thinking of relocating to Texas and buying another house, selling my house in New York, I knew that I could not have reasons like, I'll be so much happier in a different place because I know that's not true. I know that we make ourselves happy. Happiness is in our head It's a choice we make, and it has nothing to do with where we're we're living. If you think you want to move because you'll be happier somewhere, you need to stop yourself and say, Oh, wait, first I need to be happier right where I am. Then I can think about moving. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? Because otherwise, if you're not happy right where you are, you're going to take your not happy with you to the new place and be not happy. So... That's not a good reason to do something like that. It, You know, saying, oh, it would just make me so happy to have all new clean kitchen appliances. Wrong. It's what you tell yourself about your kitchen appliances that makes you unhappy. So get happy about those and then look at why you might want to buy new ones and have a good reason. Like these are 15 years old. They might break down. Very good reasons. When I cleaned up all my reasons for wanting to move, I loved my reasons for wanting to move. And because of, I chose where I moved to because of my reasons. One was for my business. There's a huge tax difference on my business between New York and Texas. Texas is much friendlier to small businesses, So I knew it was an excellent strategic move for my business, and I knew I needed to sell my New York house and leave that house because it had an upstairs and a basement. I'm not getting any younger. I've got some crummy knees, and I, I would think about it every time I went down those basement stairs to go to my laundry right? I would feel like, and I know it sounds terrible, but you're all widows. At least I think most of you listening are widows and you're going to get this. I would be headed downstairs to the basement to do laundry and think, oh my God, I could fall and break a hip. And then I would just lay there for a couple of weeks and die because nobody would come looking for me. right? My family were all on the other side of the country. Um, and I thought I would just lay there. No one's going to notice that I'm not around. Isn't that a terrible thought? So yeah, I realized, Oh, I need to be in a house that has no stairs now because I was really struggling with stairs. So that was another reason I needed to sell that house. Um, And New York is fairly expensive, so I thought to really get a house that's going to fit all my needs, I need to find a place where homes are a little less than they are in New York so that I can make that transition. And sure enough, I could find a house in Texas that I could sell my New York house, I could buy the house in Texas, and have enough money to pay for a moving company to get me from new york or get my stuff from new york to texas and pay the realtor fees right i needed that to all balance out and that made sense too so there were plus there were lots of other reasons too i won't go into all of them but you get the idea i liked my reasons it wasn't about i'm going to be happier in a new house it was i need something without stairs I need something that makes better tax sense for my business, right? And it was like, yeah, all of that makes sense. But now that I'm here, am I happier? Of course, because I allowed myself to be. Are you kidding? Once I got to Texas, I was like, look at this, it's Texas. I love it here. <laughs> I love it here. And it was fine to absolutely like embrace being back in Texas back in Texas, because I was originally born here. I wasn't here for a real long time. My father got restationed to Presidio, San Francisco, but hey, I had four four years of Texan in me, probably some of the best developmental years you could get. (laughs) Okay, so when you are going to do something and you feel, you know, that indecision, that hesitancy, that, oh, this is extravagant, Think about your reasons for wanting to do it. See if you like your reasons. Then if you like your reasons, give yourself permission. A hundred percent. Whether it's extravagant or not, no matter what that decision is, I want you to give yourself permission if you like your reasons for making the decision. And then I want you to stand behind your decision right wrong doesn't matter if you make that decision and three months later you're like oh I should have done it the other way because that might have worked out cheaper for me no regrets you stand behind yourself you're like no that was the right decision when I made it and you know I'm standing by it that's exactly what I wanted right so you back yourself up you give yourself permission Make the decision and back yourself up. Now let's talk about extravagant. I think every woman should have one extravagance a year or a month, you decide. I think we do get to make extravagant decisions for ourselves i think we owe it to ourselves to do something crazy extravagant now and then whether for you i don't know if extravagant for you is paying 40 bucks for a lipstick or buying a ticket to barbados <laughs> right either way you know do something that feels a little extravagant do something that feels a little indulgent love on yourself That's how it happens. That's how it works. So spend some time thinking about things you would want for yourself and brainstorm about them, right? Like let your imagination go wild. Think there's nothing that is too far-fetched. There's nothing that's too expensive. There's nothing that you know, anybody could judge me for or that I should care that anybody judges me for. And you just make a list of everything you want, no matter how extravagant, how big it feels. If you feel like you don't know what it is you want in life right now, just take a guess at it. Like what, maybe what would you want? Just guess. It doesn't even have to be right what you come up with. So, or you know what? If you did know exactly what you wanted for yourself going forward in life, even what little things you'd like to do for yourself, what would they be? Like spend some time, like even an hour tomorrow morning after you get up to just think about the things that you would do if you were given permission. And an hour's not too long to spend thinking about the rest of your life. Right? An hour's nothing compared to all the years you've got left. What about all the years you've never taken the time to just sit down and think about you and the things you want? Give yourself this gift. Do that. Now, I have one other story about permission that I want to share with you guys because I think it makes a huge difference. Okay, so, and this story was shared in my free Facebook group, Widows Empowering Widows by someone who's been in there for quite a while. Um, I reached out to her and said, can I share your story because this is so good. And she messaged me back, said, absolutely, you can even use my name, right? So um, I love that. Thank you, Cindy. We won't be more specific than that, but, you know, love you to death, girl. I love what you're beginning to see for yourself in the group. That is so exciting. And you have no idea how many of the other women in there that you are inspiring. Like, we are up to 1,740 members (laughs) okay, and I do not let everybody just come into this group. This is not an open group where I'm going to have 10,000 people in there. I mean, someday I might, but if, you know, those groups are groups that are just wide open, anybody can click and be in there. I'm pretty picky (laughs) about who comes into this group. I like want to make sure that it's really a widow. It's not somebody who's going to be looking to catfish, which means take advantage of widows. Uh, that they're real people and real profiles. So anyway, Cindy posted this morning in our group saying she had just listened to my podcast about struggling with loneliness and was so inspired she wanted to share because she learned that the feeling she's had for some time now is not wrong and that it's hap that she is happy being alone by herself, okay? And apparently she's kind of been struggling with that idea, like feeling guilty about liking to be alone. And she said listening to that podcast kind of released her from feeling guilty about it. It's not like she misses her husband any less, you know? But being by herself, making decisions by herself, um, thinking about what it is she likes to eat, when to go to bed, you know, when to paint in her studio, and for how long. There's nobody to be worried about that. She can get to watch whatever she wants to on TV. She said it's so liberating. And Joanne taught me that I'm not betraying or disrespecting my husband because I like being with me. Wow, is that good. Right? She said, in fact, I'm honoring him by actually loving myself as much as he loved me. And that would make him very happy, which I think is the truth, right? You want unconditional love for yourself now. That's what we need to do. Something I had to learn after Jim died was unconditional love for myself. Because I just didn't have that. I would beat myself up about things that I messed up on. Anytime I looked in a mirror, I was like super critical of my face, of my body, of whatever, you know. And I had to learn if I was going to be loved unconditionally, I didn't have Jim around anymore. And he loved me unconditionally, you know. He saw me at my best, but he also saw me at my worst. (laughs) you know bless him that he still loved me looking at me at my worst right we have to be the one now that loves us unconditionally does that mean that you have to do that because you will never have a relationship with somebody else again no that's not what I'm saying (laughs) and you can absolutely at some point have a relationship with somebody else because the heart has room Okay, loving someone else doesn't mean you love your husband any less. It doesn't mean that your marriage with your husband means any less. It just means your heart grew. But I do think that we have to love on ourselves first before we connect with somebody else. Because otherwise, we are in danger of just trying to make a love swap. It's like a rebound thing. My husband made me so happy, I have to go find another husband to make me happy. That's how I'll feel better. And that's like no deal. No deal. Because one, no man wants somebody who's like desperate to just replace their dead husband. That doesn't feel good. And if anybody is willing to step into that role, like at a moment's notice, be forewarned. <laughs> okay, this is not who you want either. Sh- she shared something. Cindy shared this, and it's something that I had also shared in that podcast episode. Um. Well, wait, what podcast episode is that? I should probably tell you guys. If you want to go listen to that one... Um, Where is it? I think I posted it on here. Yeah, it's episode number 129. I don't think it shows that in iTunes because iTunes did something weird with numbering and now it looks like it's 98, but it's my episode 129, um, which is how to self-coach. No, it was like about loneliness. So but go look at episode 129. If you want to know what she listened to, I'm pretty sure that's the one she was listening to. Anyway, she said when he was there. Um, sometimes she, again, when he was still alive, sometimes she would actually look forward to his next business trip because while he was away, she would be able to do whatever she wanted to, right? She could do what I, what she wanted, when she wanted, as long as she wanted and not feel guilty for it. She said, I could stay up all night if I wanted to. I hear you. When Jim would go away for a couple days on business, I could like play my music loud. He was not real fond of that. But <laughs> I would be out in my kitchen. I would put my music on loud, dance to it, and, you know, make something for dinner that he would never eat. It's like, it was like the best, right? Of course it was the best because we knew they were coming back. But that, the point is that even knowing now they're not coming back, there are parts of being alone that are delicious. I said it, okay, I went there, you guys. It's kind of delicious to watch really girly stuff on TV and not have anybody judging you or complaining or saying, change the channel, football's on, come on. (laughs) So Cindy really reflected on the fact she spent her life giving to and living for the happiness of other people okay and goes into some private stuff that i won't dive into but she mentioned she had never been alone and when her husband passed away she was really devastated you know And the thing that scared her the most was for the first time in her life, she was going to be alone and had no idea how to just live with her. She didn't know who she was now. Oh, man, Cindy, you know, that's a question that almost every widow I've ever talked to, interviewed, Coach, and I have talked to thousands of widows now, seriously, I think I must be the foremost expert in the country because of the number of widows I have connected with and heard their story. It is like the number one question. Once we get past that initial state of shock and get a little distance away from their actual death, I think that's one of the first things we begin thinking about. It's who am I now? Who am I now? I don't even remember me. Like, what do I like? What foods do I want to cook for dinner? First time I went grocery shopping after Jim passed away, I found myself putting stuff in the cart that was all the stuff that I made for him. And I just stood there and looked down at that and went, wait, what do I what do I like to eat? This is like what I would cook for him. I would cook these things because he liked it. <laughs> you know, I'm far more adventurous. I was like, let's put some of this back and go get king crab legs and strawberry cake that's a whole nother issue that's another episode (laughs) the strawberry cake so she yeah she was feeling like who am I now and she said the thought scared her to the point of actually wanting to take her own life so she would be where she was most comfortable back with her husband and this is not the first widow I've heard to say that. And it always breaks my heart. When I see widows post that, say, you know, I wish I, would, I was just dead. I wish I could just die and go be, be, be with him again. And I think, man, that's not what he would want for you. And someday that's coming. I mean, that's inevitable. Living on planet Earth is a kind of a terminal condition, you guys. <laughs> we all die at some point but if if your time was to die when he died you it would have happened but you didn't you're here right you're supposed to be here and maybe you're still here because this is your time to learn about yourself learn to love yourself learn to give yourself permission Learn to make decisions for what you want, right? So, and don't feel like you have to justify it to other people, ever. You don't have to explain or justify, okay? Because I felt that way too. You know, at first, when I really kind of owned it, it's like it's just me. You know, I get to do whatever I want to. I can do extravagant things. I did a couple of extravagant things and I felt like I had to explain to others why I did the extravagant thing. And I'm over that now. I am so over that, you guys. Because no, you don't, ha- you don't owe anybody else explanations for the decisions you make. They are your decisions to make. So if you go buy yourself the brand new Apple Watch, You don't need to explain to anybody else why you bought that Apple Watch, okay? You decide you're going to take your wedding rings off, that it's time. You don't have to check with other people. Say, is it too soon? When did you take your rings off? Hey, this is different for every one of us. And when you feel like, you know, you're ready to just take those rings off, give your finger a rest? Do it. You don't even have to explain to your kids. They might ask, Mom, you don't have your wedding rings on. You can say, yeah, I decided to take them off. It's like, so what? <laughs> right? So what? We talked about that, too, um, in class with my client who is learning to coach that wanted to replace her appliances by the way update on that she did it she's thrilled okay absolutely thrilled but i said sometimes so what is like a really valid question and i've had students like give me pushback on that because they're like i'm not going to say that to a widow. i'm not going to go well so what I'm like, well, you're not going to be a snot about it, (laughs) but it is a valid question sometimes when you're coaching someone. And here's how I would have used it. I would have said, so replacing all of your appliances at once is extravagant. So what? So what, Kristen? And it's an honest question. It's like, tell me, like what? Are people, are you worried someone's going to judge you about this? So what happens if you just go replace all your appliances? So ask yourself that question sometimes when you're waffling on a decision and you think, what if I make the wrong decision? I want you to think, well, so what? So what if I make the wrong decision? Who's going to call me out on it that I'm worried about? And, you know, so what if they do? That's their opinion. That's them. So if you're looking to make the decision and you're like, well, if I do this, so what, what? When I'm deciding on certain things, and I would love this, I think everybody who thinks about taking the widow coaches class should look at it this way because I know that it's you know it's an investment in yourself to do that and learn the skill and become a certified widow coach. It's also three months of amazing personal growth. I love teaching this class. It's my passion. Don't get me started. But here's what you have to ask yourself when you're looking at a decision like that, okay, you can say, okay, if I do that thing and it does not turn out well, what's the worst that's going to happen? Seriously, what is the worst that's going to happen? Right? I have people who say, I want to quit my job and go find another one, but I'm so scared about it. And I'm like, well, if you leave your job and go find another one, what's the worst that could happen? Well, I take another job and it's even worse than the job I have now. And, you know, and I say, well, then what do you do? Well, I could probably go get my old job back. Yeah. And you're right back to where you started without ever, you know, is as if you never even tried your choice. It's like there's no downside to trying it because it could turn out worse and you you maybe go back and get your old job back or get another job that was at least as good as your old job and you are back at the same place. But now, if you quit your job and go find a new job, what is the most amazing thing that could happen? Right? I want you to just let your brain go, like if I go ahead and try this thing, what is the most amazing outcome? And you know, the client thinks about that and says, well, wow, I find a job that I absolutely love, I'm like making twice as much money, I have a great boss, it's close to my house, (laughs) right? They just go into it. Like that is the most amazing thing that could happen. And I said, yeah, see, if you don't try, then that's what you're passing up, that possibility. That's what you're just giving up on by not trying. And you know if you do try and it doesn't work, you're just back to square one for yourself, right? It's almost like nothing lost, nothing gained. But the possibility is out there that something amazing could come of it. It's kind of the same way making the decision for my class. Like if you decide to do it, what's the worst that could happen? Well, that I'm no good at coaching or my family all thinks I'm stupid or it doesn't work out and everybody thinks I'm stupid or, you know, you just go into all this stuff. And it's like, well, then so what? You try it. It didn't pan out. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, I'm out what I paid for it. Yeah, okay, there is that. But is there any real loss of dignity there? I don't think so. And if you do try the class, what's the most amazing thing that could happen? Like, What's the most amazing outcome? And they're like, wow, that it's really awesome and it changes my life and I actually help another widow, right? I'm like, yeah. But if you never make the decision because you're so afraid of looking stupid to your friends... Then you lose all that. You lose the chance that you, you go out there and become a widow coach and help another widow, and it's awesome. So when you're looking to make a decision like that or do something strav- extravagant, and you, you know you're looking outside of yourself, like somebody give me permission to do this, give yourself permission. Look at your options. Decide why you want to do it like like your reasons to do it and then weigh it out Like what's the worst that could happen? So what so what then and what's the most amazing thing that could happen with this? And I'm giving up that amazing thing if I'm afraid to risk the so what worst decision That's what it all comes down to so that you can learn how to give yourself permission And go after the things you want, right? Unapologetically go after the things you want. Know that it's okay. You have permission to replace appliances. You have permission to be happy in your life again. You have permission to enjoy the fact that you're alone sometimes, right? You have permission to find silver linings in your situation. You have permission to go on with your life. And if you need somebody else to give you permission, I am sitting here giving you permission right now. You have permission to be happy. So please go out there and find some joy in your day. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.